0: You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selick. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. On today's episode, we have Kim Casco, president of the Alba City Area Business Partnership. She's my new best friend because we have a New York connection many people know I'm a big New York Yankee baseball fan. I love going to New York going to plays Uh, and Kim actually was born in Queens so my new best friend is is my New York buddy.
1: We're really excited uh, at the business partnership. We've got a rock star team and so we're always open you know to feedback from our members and our non-members of of what we can do uh, better and and how we can continue to make this uh, a great community.
0: So stick around we'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, providing full service banking and trust services to businesses and consumers. Nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top performing community bank, prioritizing community responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Well, thank you. Today, I'm excited. We have Kim Casco here with us on the podcast. Kim is the, um, I guess you're the president, right? The president mm-hmm. of the Iowa City Business Partnership.
1: Iowa City Area. Area. Business oh, God, The that area, area is important, Area Tom. is important. I My <laughs> friends have reminded
0: me of that often. But <laughs> in the old days, as old people, we used to call it the Chamber of Commerce. And mm-hmm. I think just in the last month, the name's been changed. And so maybe we should start there. Uh, Sure. your role there and the name change in the background and you know what what the whole purpose is
1: sure yeah so it all started in early 2019 and before we were even talking about uh, a name change or a rebrand uh, we wanted to focus on really developing a, a new strategic plan for uh, what was then uh, the chamber and um, we used a framework called the entrepreneurial operating system to guide us through uh, that effort and really spent some time looking at our our mission and our vision um, at that time and then where we wanted to go in the in the next 10 years and kind of landed on a Long-term ten-year target of you know we want to really build the, the best local business ecosystem you know in the world, you know and how do we go about doing that, uh, and knowing as you know a, a membership organization um, you know in order to remain relevant you really have to look uh, at your your services and your offerings and and how to make sure you're you're staying ahead of things and, and really serving the business community as it changes and evolves uh, rapidly, and so. Uh, we spent some time, staff and the board, uh, working through that, and, you know, really looked at, it was interesting with our, our mission statement, uh, you know, at the time was to foster a better business environment, you know, and we talked about, you know, what that meant, and, and looked at prior mission statements that the organization had, and, and noticed it was really always about two things, you know, it was always about um, fostering that better business environment, uh, or aka um, building a stronger community. Uh, And then also about really serving the business community and their needs and, and helping to kind of grow and sustain local business. And so we had a lot of debate around, you know, is it, you know how do how do we get more focused, and do we choose one or the other? And decided, you know what? No, it's it's both. It's a yes and. You know, we really our our ultimate why is to make Johnson County the best place to live, work, and learn. And how do we do that? By serving our local business community uh, in the best way we can. So that really has become our new our mission statement, uh, with a tagline of you know we are the voice of business for Johnson County. Um, you know, and then from there, you know, how, how do we do that? You know, how do we serve this local business community? And we we do it in uh, three um, unique ways. You know, we look to connect um, our members and our businesses with the resources they need to grow. Uh, we look to advocate for you know issues that are important to area businesses. You know, and three, we look to really engage. Um, our our businesses in, you know, the the, the community to positively impact uh, the community and the environment that we all sit in. And so, you know, from there, we talked about, okay, how do we we then bring that to life? You know, how do we do a better job telling the story of what we do and and why we do it uh, and, and who we serve and why we serve them? And that then led to kind of one of the first strategic goals on the strategic plan to refresh, you know, our image and better tell that story. And so then kind of the second half of 2019 is when we came back to looking at, okay, how how do we do that? What what does that mean? And, you know, we looked from everything from just, you know, maybe changing the logo or the colors or, you know, different font for the name to kind of full blown name change. And uh, the board spent, you know, a lot of time, you know, reflecting on that. We looked at what other chambers are doing um, around the country. Um, we talked with a lot of our key stakeholder groups, um, including our past chairs, Tom, you were yeah. part of that meeting when we did that. Uh, and we talked with non-members as well to see, you know, what are their perceptions of you know, the Iowa city area chamber of commerce? Do they know us? Do they understand what we do? And and so gathered kind of a lot of that, that input and, you know, with the, the help of Nick Westergaard, uh, with brand driven digital, he really kind of helped, um, frame the process and step us through that. And. And you know, made the 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 board made the, the bold decision to actually go ahead and uh, change the change the name. And so, I can talk about that further in terms of what we looked at. You know, in terms of um, you know Iowa City Area Chamber of Commerce, we kind of took the two different parts of that, uh, looked at that a little bit separately. You've got the Iowa City area, which is the the name or the um, area location part of the name, and then you've got Chamber of Commerce, the entity part. And, you know, we took a look, a deep look at both of those separately. And, you know, starting with Iowa City area, you know, we talked about, okay, well, we, we serve all of Johnson County and we even have members outside of the county. And so, you know, do we want to change that at all? And ultimately we decided that, you know, Iowa City, you know, while we serve mainly an in, in internal kind of local audience, you know, when we do go out to, to conferences or whatnot, Iowa City has really strong brand recognition. But we also felt like it was important to keep area in there because we do also serve Corville and North Liberty and um, all the communities within Johnson County. And so we decided to keep Iowa City area. And then in terms of Chamber of Commerce, um, what we looked at there is, okay, do you, how is that resonating? You know, that is a national brand. Um, how does that resonate with our community here? And, you know, we found that, you know, kind of the, the first thing people say is, oh, it kind of, it's. Kind of out of date. Sounds out of date. Has a you know certain perception to it, and people would associate okay, commerce that were like the state department or part of the city, and and really chamber. You know what does that mean? And and we found that you know it wasn't really resonating particularly with younger audiences. You know we went out on the the Ped Mall in downtown Iowa City and asked a lot of young folks like, do you know what the chamber of commerce is and what they do? And like just flat like no idea. You know, right. and so. Um, and then knowing that it's, you know, it's, um, you know, in this community, I think a, a lot of, uh, we, would get a lot of calls about, well, are you part of the U S chamber? You know, assuming it's kind of a, a, kind of a national chain and that we're all part of it and we're not, you have to, we'd have to pay to be a member of the U S chamber and we're not a part of the U S chamber. And so, you know, I think that was confusing, uh, as well to folks. And, um, but we are still, and always will be a chamber of commerce, um, we are a, a 501c6, and that hasn't changed at all. And we're proud to be uh, in that industry. Chambers do amazing things um, around the world. And so, but we felt like we took that second part of the name very literally when we we're looking at other options and, you know, who do we serve? Businesses. How do we serve them? Through partnerships. And so that's sure. how we really landed on business partnership. And, and a lot of what we do to get our work done is partnering. Um, you need to. Uh, in this day and age, and so that's really the, you know, when we're looking at alternative options, the name that really started resonating with a lot of folks.
0: Well, you know, the big really the big news for us old Iowa City people is the Chamber of Commerce building is gone. Uh, if you're yeah. really old like me, that was the, I think it was the Elks Club once. Yep. Then the Chamber was there, and then that corner of, was that Gilbert in Washington. mm mm-hmm. You know, I, was, yeah. I wasn't downtown for a few days, and I came back, and, and the building sort of got torn down, so... It's going to, the, the Clark family owns that, is that right? So you've of moved course. over to Merge, it's called. So yep. you're in the Ped Mall, yep. right? With yep. your friends at ICAD.
1: Yes. And uh, yeah.
0: you guys are, are partners.
1: We are. Yeah, right? we're partners. You know, we like to say, I guess, you know, a couple of years ago we looked at, at formally merging and, and we decided not to because of the, the advocacy work that we do. As well as just organizational resources and and doing a formal merger takes a lot of time and dollars. And so instead, we decided let's kind of align resources. And so we like to say, you know, while we didn't get married, we moved in together. (laughs) So we um, decided, you know, when we knew we needed to move out of uh, the building on 325 Washington, you know, we looked at a lot of different options and, and ICAB was like, hey, come move in with us you know they actually gave us their office space on the lower level and we thought this is great because this will kind of help us to further align that partnership and so it's been great to be in the same space together.
0: Well tell me about your background I'm a uh, New York Yankee baseball fan and we met last week you mentioned you were from Queens you're the first one I ever met really from New York City so you actually were born in Queens in New Uh, York?
1: Yes I was born in Beechurst, Queens, Beecher, um, Queens, very c- close to the, the Whitestone Bridge.
0: Great. But you grew up somewhere else and you moved north of town?
1: Yep. So um, my family, when I was about four or five, moved about 25 miles northwest of New York City to a town called Pearl River, uh, which is up the Palisades Parkway and what was then the kind of the, the country, I think, for my parents uh, and is now kind of a, a bustling suburb.
0: And then you um, went to Bucknell, is that right?
1: Yep. I went to Bucknell University uh, in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania.
0: And then from there, did you, is that when you went into career counseling?
1: Um, So after that, I took a job with uh, what was then Pricewaterhouse, now PricewaterhouseCoopers, doing uh, IT consulting. And so I worked on kind of big ERP system implementations, um, did kind of coding and programming, which... Was not exactly trained in, in college, but it was a great first job. And, and then when I decided to, you know, I got tired of, of traveling um, and kind of the consulting life and decided to get into career counseling for business students. And that took me to, to Maryland, the University of Maryland College of Business.
0: And then you uh, got your degree there, right? And then state. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I, I moved on from there. I, I think I was still trying to, you know, find my, my ultimate, you know, place. And so I uh, decided to come to Chicago to, to go to Northwestern University to get my master's in higher education administration. And so um, once I finished that, decided to, to stay in Chicago. Um, I think I just kind of you know, fell in love with the Midwest and, and just stayed there and, and worked at the University of Maryland in their office of business and finance uh, doing change management work.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing is that when we talked, that uh, you're really a, a New York girl in a way because you didn't really know about Iowa City very much, or no. where it was, and but uh, you became uh, a user of eHarmony, right? And you stumbled into Iowa City. Is that right? You can tell us that I story. I
1: did. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you that story. Um, so yeah, I was living in Chicago, and you know, wasn't uh, really having any kind of sustainable uh, relationships. So a, a girlfriend of mine who was in Connecticut uh, encouraged me to get on, uh, eHarmony. And, um, you know, originally we set my profile for the whole United States. Cause at this point, I mean, I loved Chicago, but I think I was ready to get us, get out of city living. So, um, and then I, you know, it was kind of a Friday night and my girlfriend was checking in on me and she was like, you know, you have two options. You either go home and put your pajamas on and pour yourself a glass <laughs> of wine and, and get on eHarmony or you right. get dressed up and you go out to a bar, you know, what's your... Your choice. And so I said, okay, pajamas sound good. So, um, it was that night that, you know, on, I got on eHarmony and, you know, went through, there's a couple different questionnaires you need to go through. And, and that's how I connected with John. And yes, I I did. I didn't, I didn't know at the time. I think this is just kind of city living. You get sucked in. I didn't realize that Iowa bordered Illinois <laughs> or where Iowa city was. <laughs> and so, you know, had to kind of look that up on, on a map and, um, You know, John, on our first date, came out to to Chicago, and then we did the the long-distance thing back and forth. Um, Occasionally met in the middle in Dixon. Uh, And then it was just when, you know, we decided we wanted to co-locate. It was really a no-brainer for for me to come out here. I just fell in love with Iowa City. Uh, John will often joke he's not sure who I fell in love with first, uh, John or Iowa City. And so I'm not going to share that. So (laughs)
0: um, When you came to Iowa City, you were just... uh Unemployed is that right?
1: I did. So I what did. how'd you
0: sort of get acclimated? You've come You've come a long way from arriving here in 2010 to being the Iowa City of Business Partnership, you know, I know. President. Yeah,
1: it's been um, a crazy journey out here And I think it's it's thanks to this community and the support network here when I, yeah I moved out here without a job and and you know instantly people kind of came up to me and said You know, what are you looking to do? And just was able to connect with a lot of folks right away and receive that support. And and one of those groups is actually ICAD. You know, went to one of their welcoming events and was really impressed w- with what they were doing. And so I, you know, scheduled a meeting with uh, Joe Raso, who was the president at that time, and said, "Hey, I'm I'm in town. I'm just looking for you know work. I'm happy to, to do anything." And and at that time they were looking into their first collab. So I helped them you know research that. Uh, then I also um, spent some time with the Iowa City Animal Care and Adoption Center, did some volunteer work there, and wound up taking a part-time job uh, managing their their uh, foster care um, program and um, and doing some kind of you know, fundraising work for them. And and that's what led me to, to get my very first dog. I never had a dog growing up. And so wow. I walked out of that job with, with a dog and then uh, landed at ACT um, for a full-time position uh, doing... Uh, uh, talent strategy org development change management leadership development work um, and that was a really wonderful experience because just undergoing full- scale change there um, and all the uh, all this while uh, you know I engaged with the chamber my first engagement with the chamber back then was uh, a trip to India uh, that oh, they I were remember, running yeah. uh, yep. which was amazing and then I went through our community leadership program which that program is, um, extremely special and very close to my heart and, um, does amazing things. And so that's really, you know, when, when this job turned up, I, I never, it, it did not cross my radar, but a couple of folks were like, you should apply for this. And, and I was like, okay, you know, and, you know, when you, when you get that support, you're like, you know, you do it. And, and I just was amazed at just the support I got for that and that I continue to get in this role. I would not, be able to have a role like this in any of the place or places that I've lived. And so it's just, that support is amazing. So you are
0: at ACT for about four years? About uh, four or? years. And then you went to the uh, the, the business partnership, right? And yeah. you've been there for what, almost four years now? I've um, Yes, years?
1: it'll be four years in September. Wow. So, yeah, it's been just a, a, a crazy journey, an amazing journey, just get to do some really neat things in this role and, and really... You know, get to have an an impact uh, on the community.
0: Well, tell us about yourself a little bit. Do you have hobbies, or do you vacation, do you travel, or what's what do you do in your spare time?
1: I know I I don't have a ton of spare time. You still Uh, have a dog? um, Yes, our dog Rocky. um, He's a a three-legged Shih Tzu Pomeranian mix, and uh, both of our John didn't have a dog growing up either, so uh, we adore him and have a lot of fun uh, with him and. Um, we do, you know, I don't, I think, out of any particularly interesting hobbies per se. I do try um, and stay healthy by working out every morning if I can, if I don't have early morning meetings. Um, I like to meditate, um, really trying to, to get better at, at mindfulness um, and better eating. And, you know, we do try and take, I do travel back to New York often. Um, I've got three other siblings that are all back there and my parents and so we do try and get back there a couple times a year um, as well as kind of travel, you know, other places when we can.
0: So what does the future hold? If you look out three years from now, do you uh, envision being at the business partnership or just it is what it is?
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. You know, I I think it is what it is. I think I've kind of given up on having a response to that question. I think my uh, I mean, as you can see from my career history, I've kind of jumped all over the place in, in terms of different having different careers. And I think I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to try and, and figure that out and, and, and find a more um, vertical path versus horizontal. But I think... You know in the past couple years i've just kind of let that go and um I, I don't i wouldn't be again in this job if i didn't have that mindset of being willing to explore other opportunities and and knowing just trusting that what's meant to be is meant to be and, and if something is presented to you to to just say yes and, and follow that so so i i, I don't know I, I really don't think that far out anymore i know something that there probably will be a time where this you know is no longer the right role or someone else needs to come in to kind of take it to the next level and that's great and I think at that time I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well you must have a feel for the the business climate so give me your observations of Iowa City, Corville, North Liberty. Um, are, are things going well you think of the business community or is it the channel? I know there's always some concern yeah. about overbuilding of apartments and hotels which just banker's mm-hmm. finance I know but What's, what's, what's your general feel? The, the, the downtown seems to be doing pretty well. Um,
1: yeah, I think all the communities are doing really well and are, are strong and healthy. I think the biggest challenge that we hear from our businesses is workforce. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a really low, low unemployment rate. And, you know, the just um, we need more people um, to come to our community and come to the state. We're lucky in that we're, we're one of the few growing counties in the state of Iowa, um, but how do we you know continue and sustain that growth and so it's actually a, a big push of the Iowa Chamber Alliance we're part of a um, an alliance that's the kind of 16 18 largest chambers across the state and our biggest platform this year is on on just growth growing the population and really um, you know attracting people to come here because it's it's just we've got a great quality of life and a, and a great education system. Uh, and just as I mentioned, I mean I just the, the support and the helpfulness of this community is outstanding. and so how do we, how do we brag about that a little bit you know and get people to come here? So I'd say workforce is, is continues to be our biggest challenge.
0: You know, on that topic on Tuesday, I was, the I know the business yeah. partnership in Cedar Rapids to do this quarter trip up to uh, Des Moines mm-hmm. to lobby and a big topic there you could presented was this issue of child care and that ties back mm-hmm. into the workforce too. How do we help solve that problem to have people have quality child care, but it's very expensive. So you've made some the, progress, right?
1: Yeah, we're making progress. That's that's the flip side. So you know, the growing population, getting people here and then we're looking at okay, where can we Clear some barriers to workforce entry. Uh, and that's one of the areas where, you know, there's, uh, and the Iowa Women's Foundation has a ton of, of research on this and the numbers to, to back it in terms of the, the depth of this barrier um, and just the multiple solutions we're going to need to address it. But um, there's, yeah, a significant number of folks who don't know the workforce because childcare is so expensive or they there's a lack of it in their community. They don't have it. Um a lot of childcare businesses haven't been able to stay alive. And so how do we, you know, foster more of that? And so it's a, a multi-legged issue and it needs to be kind of addressed from multiple angles. And we now have we've got a partnership with the Iowa Women's Foundation and several other organizations. Um, in our community to address it, and we've got four action-oriented working groups that are tackling kind of these different facets of the issue, and so we're 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 making progress.
0: Oh well, good. That's that's exciting. So, what in the, in the um, business partnership area, the chamber area, these groups I mentioned to you before, we've talked about uh, whether it's service clubs or this type of thing people are not joining as much as they used to yeah. and that becomes a little bit of a challenge just sort of a, sort of a national trend I guess people are entrepreneurs they work from their homes or or whatever so mm-hmm. is that part of the issues you face too?
1: Oh for sure yeah I think there's just um, you know just a societal shift around just you know membership organizations and um, you know, I think there is um, still energy around wanting to engage in one's community, and I know that's important to millennials, like um, wanting to um, have just a, a phenomenal community to be in and engage in that work. But I think the way folks engage is a little bit different. I think in the past, and you can probably speak to this, Tom, you know that that business leaders would really kind of jump in and help spearhead and lead that work um, to improve. The communities and, and improve kind of gaps that that were existing, and I think uh, I think it's a combination of things. But I think there's a, just a ton of time poverty out there. Right. You know, you're just constantly competing for for time and attention and dollars, and there's just so much activity going on. I think even if you look at you know you see a lot of our organizations have shifted events from evening events to morning because there's so many you're competing with so many school events um, and kid events. Uh, in the evenings and so you're, you're challenged by that and, and just the way people not just the younger generation but any generation now we're being trained on this kind of subscription model and you know having the option like okay I'm, I'm gonna get this free month and then i'm gonna do month to month i don't have to commit to a year and right. and so you know how do we look at that as you know a potential model for us you know to address that and finding ways because because i think you know the the younger generation th- th- does want to engage but they engage in a very different way and so that's kind of what we that's that's what we have to figure out and, and adapt to so how was it when when you were so you were past chair? Yeah, it's times did, have,
0: times have changed. I don't know how to describe it. I was the um, the chair about nineteen ninety. I can never never remember. But we're talking about you know what's that thirty years ago? So yeah, yeah. But people were more engaged. Since it's, it's, it's just different. I'm not certain it's better or worse. There's some pros and cons of both. Yeah. But um,
1: what was the hot issue that you were addressing? Do you remember? I, I don't remember.
0: remember? I, I followed Vern Nelson, who was the CPA. Yeah. As the uh, as the we were called the president back then, yeah. But Vern was the most organized guy in the world. So when I came in for my year, everything was in perfect shape. The budget, finances, he was organized. I could just <laughs> roll down the down down the road. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting to watch. But well, it is. It's a challenge for the business partnership. We do. It's fun to see these entrepreneurs and people doing yeah. things, and whether well, it's the. Um, you know, the Matt Swift restaurant group, there's lots of young people out there doing things. So I don't know. Yeah. It's I'm a little more optimistic as we go along here. You, you worry about university enrollment a little bit, but I think they feel they can manage that. Mm-hmm. You worry mm-hmm. about the UHC yeah. hospital growth, but they appear to have that rolling down the road. So I don't know. And Kirk Ferentz got the a football team on a road, too. So <laughs> I don't know. And uh, And people want to live here. It's just a... It's the fact of life, and, and I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm a little bit older. I'm the beginning of the boomers, yeah. and they're going to be, there's millions behind me, mm-hmm. and they want to live, some people want to live in this area. I mean, I want to live in a, in a community that's younger, has young people, so I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm optimistic.
1: The, the opportunity, I think, besides the helpfulness that you experience here, there's a, just a ton of opportunity to, to do the things you want to do and make your dreams come true, you know, because of that support um, and because you just have this wide open, you know, feel to go do it. And so how do we, you know, we see that as part of our, our role too. How do, how do we foster that opportunity, you know, and, and, and support individuals and businesses who, who want to, to live and grow and thrive here? And so it is, it is really exciting to see that.
0: I think another advantage we have is too is the diversity. I think we have over the years slowly grown that you know the diverse population and be welcoming to those people. So I I think that that is is a strength now. So when people want to look look around where to live, you know this is the community that you know we welcome you. You know. Yeah, I think that's jump in and we want you to be part of us.
1: Yep, exactly. I think it's it's critical. We need to be welcoming to all. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, good. They. um, Anything else you wanted to mention at the end, we, um, I don't know. I just, I think overall, you know, spring has come early this year. Last year we had the mm-hmm. polar vortex. And <laughs> when I talked to my business clients, well, there's always challenges. There's this feeling of optimism out there, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, there's opportunity and I don't know, it's, um,
1: yeah, it's exciting. I, I think, yeah, we, uh, we're really excited uh, at the business partnership. We've got a rockstar team. I'm just grateful every day, um, for the team we have and, and moving things forward and, and really trying to reinvent things quickly. And so we're always open, you know, to feedback from our members and our non-members of, of, of what we can do, uh, better and, and how we can continue to make this uh, a great community.
0: Another thing I would give you credit for personally, too, is the ability to work with others. It's a little confusing. We have ICAD and, mm-hmm. and the business partnership, and we have the Convention Business Bureau with Think Iowa City with mm-hmm. the Downtown Association with the Cedar Rapids Connection. But all those people seem to get along well together. And with you, it, it's, there's, not, there's no egos. It's all the common good, I think. It's, it's impressive.
1: Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I think, you know, again, that word partnership... Uh, resonated with us because I think we do have a really strong um, partnership with our, our peer economic development groups. So, like you said, you know, Think Iowa City, um, ICAD, uh, the Downtown District—we um, all really, I think, like and respect each other's as leaders. Um, and and it, you know, extending that out too to to ICR Iowa and the Cedar Rapids Metro Economic Alliance—and right. we've all, I think, you know, at this time where we've got really, really strong relationships—and we're looking at where you know where we can collaborate better here and there, and and how we can continue to to grow that. So I think we're really, really lucky uh, to have that here.
0: Well, it's been great work by you and your staff and this. I know this name change is not easy, but it, my impression has mm-hmm. gone very well. So I'm working at Iowa city area, Iowa right? City Business Air. partnership. And Kim Castle has been here as the president and telling us her story from New York city to Iowa city. So, <laughs> um, thanks for sharing this today.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Tom.
0: Tom's new best friend is brought to you by West Bank. This Corridor Business Journal podcast is produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.